Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. God is good and all the time our God is good. Um, again, just want to say welcome to church this Sunday morning. Thank God for his faithfulness that irrespective of whatever is happening in our midst, the word of God still prevails. Hallelujah. Praise God. Okay. Um, just to carry on from where we left off last week. But before that, let's just bow our heads as we trust the Lord to speak to us. Gracious Father in heaven, we thank you. We love you. We celebrate you. We declare that you are faithful. You are the reason why we are. Without you, we are nothing. And therefore, Lord, we just want to say thank you this Sunday morning. Holy Spirit of the living God, we ask that you would interpret the word of God to our hearts. Let it bless us. Let it renew our minds. Let it direct us, O oh God, that we will leave this service better than we came. All to the glory and honor of your name. Thank you, almighty God in heaven. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Um, I want to say welcome to church this Sunday morning. For those of us who today happens to be the very first Sunday um, at the place of victory, in the place of victory, we love to theme our months as inspired by the Holy Spirit. And in this month, um, we have themed it our month of divine direction. And why divine direction? We realize that all through life, there is every need for us to get things right first time. The reason why I say this is because life is too, um, mistakes, some mistakes can be too costly for us to be able to recover from. And so for that reason, there is a need to inquire of God. What would you have me do? How must I go about the things that you have laid in my heart? And it's through those things that we are able to accomplish the things that God has earmarked for us to accomplish this year, 2021. And so for that reason, it's only right that we start on the foundation of divine direction. And so I pray in the name of Jesus that even as we carry on in this um, sermon series, that you will be so blessed and you will receive instruction on how you should go, the steps that you should take, and the things that you should also stop in order for you to accomplish God's plan for your life. Amen. Praise God. Um, the title of my sermon this morning is The Shepherd and His Sheep. Praise God. The Shepherd and His Sheep. The Shepherd and His Sheep. Praise God. The Shepherd and His Sheep. Praise the Lord. I want to believe that you'll be so blessed by that sermon. Um, but again, can I ask that you please open your Bibles with me to the book of John chapter 1. John, sorry, John chapter 10. We'll be reading from John chapter 10. John chapter 10. Praise the Lord. John chapter 10. And we're reading from verses 1 to 14. John chapter 10 from verses 1 to 14. The title sermon is The Shepherd and His Sheep. The Shepherd and His Sheep. I trust you'll be blessed. Amen. So if you're there, just type in the comment box, I am there. We're looking at John from John chapter 10 from verses 1 to 14. Hallelujah. Okay, let's go. The Bible says here that most assuredly, this was Jesus speaking. And he said, most assuredly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. He who enters the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him, the doorkeeper opens and the sheep hear his voice. And he calls his own sheep by name 
and he leads them out. And when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them and the sheep follow him for they know his voice. Hallelujah. For those of us who are, re, um, are highlighting their Bibles, I want you to highlight that passage in the verse 4. It says, and when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them and the sheep follow him. Hallelujah. For they know his voice. The essence of today's sermon is knowing the voice of God. Hallelujah. How do I know that what I'm hearing or the thing that is being impressed on my heart is not just my flesh, but it's God that is leading me? Hallelujah. Yet, verse 5, it says, Yet they will by no means follow a stranger, but will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. Jesus used this illustration, but they did not understand the things he spoke to them. One of the remarkable things about Jesus is that Jesus is a teacher. He's a fantastic teacher. And why do I say this? You will see in the verse 7. Because remember in the verse 6 here, it says Jesus used this illustration. They did not understand which he spoke to them. Look at what he said in the verse 7. It says, then Jesus said to them again, in other words, he now used a different example. And he says, most assuredly, I say to you, I am the door to the, of the sheep. Hallelujah. All who ever came before me are thieves and robbers. But the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. I want you to highlight that part again and say he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. Ha, um, just so I don't miss this point. If there's any reason why you should seek for divine direction is the fact that God loves you so much that he wants to lead you in the best way. You know, a man of God once said that God will never ever mismanage your destiny. Praise God. God will never mismanage your destiny. In other words, I want you to settle it in your heart that God has your best interest at heart. Praise God. For those of us who are watching via Facebook, I want you to type it on the camera and say, God has my best interest at heart. Praise God. God has my best interest at heart. Praise the Lord. And here it says in the verse 10, the thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. Hallelujah. In other words, the devil would not just stop at stealing. If not, he would have said he either comes to steal or to kill or to destroy. No. When he comes, he comes to steal. After stealing, he will kill. And after killing, he will destroy. And so therefore you understand that what Jesus was talking about here was with respect to the sheep. Praise God. Was to respect to the sheep. And it says, I have come that they may have life. Who is the day? The sheep. And that they may have it more abundantly. Verse 11, he now says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd 
gives his life for the sheep. This is a proof that God has your best interest at heart. Praise God. I will explain. In the course of my study here, I began to, I saw an article about a guy whose uncle was a rarer of sheep. And he made an example and said that because of how vulnerable the life of the sheep or how vulnerable the sheep are to the attacks of the wicked, because the sheep by nature is defenseless. The sheep, in terms of speed, is one of the slowest animals. Even if they were attacked by foxes, dogs, or lion, or whatever it is, the sheep can never outrun its prey. And so for that reason, the sheep, will always be caught by his prey. Praise God. That's to tell you how vulnerable the sheep is. Now, when even it comes to feeding the sheep, the shepherd must be mindful that when the, sh the shepherd leads his sheep through the stream to, uh, to drink, the water must be still. Praise God. In other words, the water must not be a moving river. Why? Because as a result of the wool upon the sheep, if water was to drench the sheep, there is no chance of survival because they would drown. Hallelujah. And now Jesus, giving that analogy, was saying that I am the good shepherd. Okay? And the good shepherd will give his life for, for the sheep. And in that article, it said that whenever the sheep are in the barn sleeping, the shepherd would sleep at the door. And the reason for the shepherd sleeping at the door was to stand as a defense against the attack of either the fox or the dogs or any prey that may come for the life of the sheep. And Jesus was giving this analogy, was saying that the good shepherd gives his life for the sheep and if this is the case like i was saying earlier this validates the statement that god has your best interest at heart praise god remember we're looking at the subject the shepherd and the sheep praise god now in the verse 12 jesus introduces a new character to this explanation and he says but a hurling but a hurling he who is not the shepherd, the one who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees. And the wolf catches the sheep and scatters them. The hurling flees because he is a hurling and does not care for the sheep. But Jesus ended that statement saying, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and I am known by my own. Hallelujah. That is all we are trying to look at. That last statement there in the verse 14 is all what this month is all about. That Lord, there are certain things I want to do this year. But Lord, how do I go about it? Even in going about it, is it your will for my life? Praise God. Because remember, the Bible says in the book of John chapter 16, it says, before now, you do not have because you have not asked. And it now says, ask that your joy may be full. In other words, God's problem is never about his ability to give. Praise God. The only condition for his giving will always be, so long as it's in my will, 
then I'm willing to give it to you. Praise God. So long as it is in my will, I'm willing to give it to you. Little wonder, Apostle John now says that this is the confidence that we have. That if we pray according to the will of God, God hears us. And if he hears us, then we have that which you have asked of him. My prayer this morning is for anyone who is praying to the Lord and saying, Lord, this, this, and this are the things that I would want to do in the course of this year. May the Lord direct you in the name of Jesus. May the Lord lead you to find good pasture. Because remember, if it's not good pasture, then it's not of God. Because the reality of it is God has your best interest and my best interest at heart. And that's why the Bible says in Psalm 23 that the Lord is my shepherd. Praise God. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me to the path of righteousness for his namesake. Although Trial walked the of death, and we know how that scripture goes, validating the nature of Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Validating the nature of Jesus. Praise God. For the sake of time, I'll just give a brief recap on what we did last week. Just some few scriptures which will help me lay the foundation for what I'm talking about today. Last week, we began to look at how does God lead? How does God lead? And I said in Isaiah 48, if you look with me to the verse 16 to the 8 to 17 there, Jesus makes the invitation and says, Come to me, hear this. I have not spoken in secret from the beginning. From the time that it was, I was there. Praise God. And now the Lord God and his spirit have sent me. Praise the Lord. Thus says the Lord your redeemer, the holy one of Israel. And he says, I am the Lord your God who teaches you to profit, who leads you in the way that you should go. You know, last week I shared a scripture in Proverbs chapter 14 thereabouts. And it says, there is a way that seemeth right unto a man but the end of it is death praise god there is a way that seems right but the end of it is destruction you see in this journey of life one of the greatest things that has caused the heartaches of human beings is as a result of making the wrong choices Praise God. And the making of this choice or the, the basis for making these decisions has always been on account of the flesh. The things that I'm able to see, the things I'm able to feel based on that is what I'm supposed to do. I'll share a story. Now, talking about divine direction, right? That's why you realize that in that passage that it says in Isaiah 48 verse 17, it says what? That I am the Lord your Redeemer who teaches you to profit, who leads you in the way that you should go. The nature of God is that we should always be profitable. Because if you read John chapter 15, Jesus was speaking and he says, any tree that bears more fruit, 
shall be pruned that he shall bear much fruit. Hallelujah. And so profit making is in God's design for you and I. So back to the story I wanted to share. Now, um, this guy is in Nigeria anyways. I heard the story. And this guy heard that um, the government was going to build an airport in the city where he was located. And he thought to himself, wow, this happens to be a good opportunity. And this guy sold everything he had. Everyone, I mean everything he had and bought this piece of land. Praise God. And bought this piece of land. Now, the whole idea behind buying that piece of land was that the government would come to buy the land from him to build the airport. Guess what? As we speak up until today, the airport is yet to start. And now, this guy has gone from hero to zero on account of making the wrong decisions. That is why I said there is a way, because logically speaking, intellectually analyzing the decision he made, it was fantastic because you, you had an information that the government was going to do something. And so for that reason, you were proactive enough to take steps. And here God is saying that I am the Lord your God who teaches you how to profit, who leads you in the way that you should go. Praise God. Until God does the leading, we would always lead or enter into errors and mistakes. And so like what I was saying here from the beginning, one of the limitations of man, one of the limitations of human beings has always been what I call something that we all know is the subject of fear. Praise God. The greatest limiting factor known to man has always been the subject of fear. Hallelujah. The subject of fear. The subject of fear. Praise God. And it says, look at what the Bible says in the book of Genesis from verse 3 to Genesis 3 from verse 9 to 10. Genesis 3 from verse 9 to 10. It says, Then the Lord God called Adam and said, Adam, where are you? And look at the response. Adam gave to the Lord. He said, he said, I heard your voice in the garden and I was what? Afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. Like I said earlier on, fear has always been the limiting factor. Why? Because fear would only manifest itself when we are not aligned with God. Praise God. Fear would always manifest itself when we are not sure of where we are with God. And as a result of the fall of Adam, he was afraid. Hallelujah. And what is this fear that I'm making reference to? Praise the Lord. Fear of making mistakes. Have you taken a step in the past and it did not turn out the way you wanted it to? And you're wondering, what if I start this thing and it happens again? For those who are single, perhaps you may have loved somebody and invested your heart, your emotion into someone and the person broke your heart. And you're wondering, is it worth me taking a chance on love again? 
perhaps you start up you started up a business and you borrowed money to start that business and it did not turn out the way you expected and you're wondering is it worth me going into business again or should i play it safe praise the lord or perhaps you're having a fear of walking in error praise the lord so for that reason, I choose to be in my comfort zone because I know that so long as I'm in this area, I'm not making any error whatsoever. For some, it could be, like I said earlier, the fear of trying again. Like I said, fear would only manifest itself when we are either not working in alignment with God or we are not even sure if God is involved in what we are doing or not. But the whole idea behind direct divine direction is that we are working in partnership with God. Remember the passage we read in John chapter 10. It says that what? The sheep, that when the sheep, when he leads them out, God or the shepherd goes ahead of them to lead the sheep and the, she the sheep is to follow. And like I said earlier, there is a way that will seem right, but the end of it is destruction. And I pray that this year, or my advice, or my counsel to anyone, if you're going to make any crucial decision this year and beyond, do not make that decision based on what you can see alone. There is a place in God that God has made provision that he would lead us. That's why I said Proverbs 14 verse 12, it says, There is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is death. And I pray that none of us will walk in error in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And so, we begin to look at how does God lead? How does God lead? And last week I said that there is an organ in man. Praise God. At the creation of man, there is an organ in man. And Job 32 verse 8, it says, But there is a spirit in man. Hallelujah. And the breath of the Almighty gives him understanding. Understanding is relevant. Why? Because understanding tells you which way to go and which steps to take. Hallelujah. The Bible says here in the book of Job 32 verse 8, the amplified version, it says what? But there is a vital force and a spirit of intelligence. Hallelujah. There is a spirit of intelligence in man. This spirit was embedded in us at creation. Hallelujah. But as a result of disobedience and the fall of Adam, anyone who is not in Christ, their spirit man is dead. And I will explain. And it says, and the breath of the Almighty gives them understanding. Little wonder in Proverbs chapter 3, Solomon was saying that in all getting, get wisdom. But after you have gotten wisdom, do what? Get understanding. Because wisdom is information. What to do with that wisdom is what is called understanding. Because you know which step to take. What next to do? Hallelujah. Praise God. Now, we'll just go to the next slide. Praise the Lord. Talking about the organ that God uses, the next slide, the organ that God uses to lead his people. I said here that it is the regenerated spirit. It's the regenerated spirit. Hallelujah. 
out. Now, why do I say this? You go with me to the book of First Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. It says, but the natural man, the man who is not in God, does not receive the things of the Spirit. Why do I say receive things of the Spirit? The Spirit of man is the antenna. Praise God. Um, back in the day when mobile phones were not this sophisticated, there was... Um, Back in the day, the mobile phones used to have this antenna. So this pointy thing coming out of, of mobile phones. And the whole idea behind this antenna was that it was supposed to receive information being sent from a mast or a network or a, 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 um, an information station somewhere. And that antenna served as the organ or the device through which is able to receive information. In other words, back then, if you unscrewed, if you unscrewed that antenna, no matter how beautiful the phone may look, you can never receive from that station. Praise God. And so for that reason, no matter how beautiful, no matter how accomplished anyone may be, if your design is to hear from God, if your design or your desire rather is to be led by God, then you must have that regenerated spirit. Because the Bible says that for what? For the carnal man or the natural man does not receive the things of the spirit of God for their foolishness to him nor can they know them because what they can only be spiritually designed discerned so we now ask ourselves why does god emphasize on this spirit praise god why does god emphasize on this spirit look with me to the book of john chapter 4 verse 24 john chapter 4 verse 24 jesus was speaking again and he says god is spirit hallelujah god is spirit god is not man praise god god is not man jesus came in the form of man but jesus is not man hallelujah god is not man and so for that reason it says god is spirit hallelujah and those who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth i will explain Praise God. When a sheep is bleating, praise God. When a sheep is bleating, for us as human beings, to us the sheep is bleating, but to other sheep, they are speaking to each other. They are giving themselves signals on what step to take. A good example of the things that annoyed me the most when I moved to this country was... Um, what are those, um, they, they, they called again? Those big white birds. Um, I'm trying to remember the name of the birds now. Help me, please. Yeah, the seagulls. Yeah, the seagulls. I noticed something about the seagulls. If you dare leave your bin outside, your bin outside, I guarantee you that by the time you come the next day, you will see a mess everywhere. But the question is, how did that mess happen? It started with one seagull. The seagull comes and he sees food and he begins to signal other seagulls. Praise God. He begins to signal other seagulls and then they gather and make the mess. How did they know? To us, they were just making noise. But no, 
to other seagulls, the seagull was saying, gather here because I have found a spoil. Hallelujah. And so God, the Bible is saying here that what? God is spirit. And what? If anybody is to hear from God, if anybody is to receive instruction from God, if anybody is to be led by God, you must also do what? Be what? In the spirit. Because God will not lead you according to the flesh. Praise God. God will not lead you according to the flesh. And this validates my point. 2 Corinthians 2 verse 9 to 10. 2 Corinthians 2 from verse 9 to 10. The Bible says here that what? Remember I said, God has your best interest at heart. That's one of the things that I wanted to settle in our hearts this morning. So verse 9, it says, but as it is written, eyes have not seen, nor ears heard, nor has it entered into the heart of man, the things which God has prepared for those who love him. Let's stop there. Remember, Paul was saying, eyes have not seen, nor ears heard, nor has it entered into the heart of man, the things God has prepared for those who love him. If Apostle Paul stopped on that passage, Trust me, there will be so much chaos in the body of Christ. And why do I say this? Because what is God's best for us will be guesswork. Praise God. What is God's best for you and I will be based on guesswork. Because we don't know. We don't know. It's a matter of, okay, fine. Lord, I want to get married to this young lady. Is she your will? I don't know. So I try. If it doesn't work, then I try the next person. Perhaps you want to take a job offer. You have multiple offers. You're wondering, God, what is the best offer to take? And remember, the Bible says, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, nor has it entered to the heart of man the things God has prepared for them. And so we are busy experimenting. But in order for Paul to set things straight, in the verse 10, it says, but God, hallelujah, but God has revealed them to us through what? His spirit. In other words, except you possess the regenerated spirit, you cannot know what is God's best for you. That is why the Bible says that, you know, that we may know that until us, until we are renewed in our minds, we would not be able to discern what is that perfect will of God for us. Praise God. It says, for the spirit searches all things and it says yes the deep things of god hallelujah so in other words like i said earlier if you want to be led by god this year and beyond you must be spiritual hallelujah you must be spiritual you must be spiritual and we're looking at what the shepherd and the sheep now, you would go with me to the book of John chapter 10 verse 25 as I begin to um, emphasize on what is being done here. And it says, he who enters the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him, the doorkeeper opens. The sheep hear his voice and he calls his own sheep by name and he leads them out. When he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them and the sheep follow him for they what? Know his voice. Hallelujah. 
if I was to ask a question now, if you are going to make a decision about your life, how do you know God is the one leading you? Praise God. And it says, yet they will by no means follow a stranger, but will flee from him, for they do not know his voice. Okay? For they do not know his voice. I want to now begin to emphasize something here. You see, the scripture here says, and when it says the sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name, and he leads them out. And when he brings them, when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. We begin to look at the nature of the sheep. What is the nature of the sheep? You see, the sheep is helpless, like I said earlier on. The sheep is submissive. The sheep is submissive. When it comes to the sheep here, the sheep does not have a say whatsoever in the agenda of the shepherd for their lives. And that is why a man of God once said that divine direction, first of all, starts with unconditional submission. That's what I wanted to emphasize here this morning. That one of the nature of the sheep is that they are foolish. And what I mean foolish here is that they try not to figure things by their own. They follow the shepherd wholeheartedly. Praise God. One of the things that have led to errors, even in my life, that I've made mistakes, is that I thought this was God. And never asking God, is this what you want for me? Praise God. I've made some business decisions that I've lost money because I chose not to inquire of God. I only thought to myself, this is a good idea. But guess what? Not every good idea is a God idea. Praise God. Not every good idea is a God idea. And that's why I said there is a way that seems right unto a man but the end of that way is destruction and so how does god lead and the very first thing that we're looking at to, or, or we're looking at today and we'll carry on because of the month is that god leads by his word hallelujah god leads by his word remember we said the sheep know his voice and they follow him if God is going to lead you, you must know his word. Hallelujah. If God is going to direct you, God is going to direct you on the basis of his word. And what do I mean by this? Every idea you have in the place of prayer, the Bible says what? The voice of a hurling, they will not follow. The voice of a stranger, they will not follow. And whenever you are seeking to hear God, there would always be that voice of a stranger. Praise God. There would always be that voice of a stranger. But how do you know which one is of God and which one is not of God? It's a matter of you taking the word of God. You know, in science, we had this thing called litmus test. And the essence of that test was to find out or to validate 
to find out or to validate the true nature of a thing. Praise God. And so when it comes to taking decisions, the things that you want to do, the very first thing you want to ask yourself is, is God leading me or is this consistent with his word? Praise God. The Bible says in the book of Psalm 119, from verse 115, it says what? Thy word, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Hallelujah. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. In other words, the, the word of God is supposed to show us light in the way that we are supposed to go. And I will give an example. And this idea may not suit everyone, but it is the word of God. God said so, not me. When it comes to the time of choosing who to marry, one of the easiest ways to decide, first and foremost, the Bible says in the book of 1 Corinthians that do not be unequally yoked. Praise God. What does unequally yoked mean? Simple. The person whom you want to marry are not sharing in the same faith as you. Praise God. In other words, if you're going to have a heat-free home, a home that is established by God, the criteria for deciding as in regards to a spouse, one of the criteria first and foremost is, do we believe in the same thing? Praise God. And this does not just pertain to marriage alone. In business, in anything you want to do, anything sensitive that you want to endeavoring you must first of all ask yourself am i being unequally yoked with this person i'm getting into why because at some point in time what you believe would be what will save your life and that is why the bible says that what thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path in other words every single thing God has in store for you is laid down in his word. Hallelujah. Everything God has in store for you and I is found in his word. But if we are going to be led by God, we must be students of scripture. Because the Bible says what? Study to show thyself approved. Like a workman rightfully that need not be ashamed but rightfully dividing the word of truth. There is a way that we must go and that way is found in the word of God. And so even as I begin to conclude, anytime you want to take a step this year, the very first thing you must ask yourself is, where can I see this decision in scripture? Praise God. Where can I see this decision in scripture? You know, when I was in uni, there was something we were taught back then in school when it comes to company law or sorry um yeah company law it says that whenever somebody was going to die they must um and they wanted to leave their resources to loved ones they must do so by leaving a will hallelujah jesus has left his will in the scriptures in other words 
Just like Paul says that eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, nor has it entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for them that love him, but God has revealed them to us by his spirit. It is the spirit of God that will lead you. But to know if it's God that is truly leading you, you must confirm it by the word of God. In other words, God is leading you to do something. You must, first of all, find it in scripture. If you don't see it in scripture, then you must hold off until you have, until you are able to be led by God in scripture concerning that particular thing. Hallelujah. Because the relevance of the Holy Spirit, this is what I wanted to make my, my point. The relevance of the Holy Spirit in our lives is that the Bible said that when the Spirit of truth shall come, he would what? Guide us into all truth. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit will lead you in that particular scripture, that particular place in the word of God that is going to show you God's plan for you. And I pray that all throughout this year, because from next Sunday, we'll be looking at visions, we'll be looking at um other ways through which God leads us to guide us, to equip us in making good decisions. And I pray, just as the scripture says, that we will not be victims of those who followed the voice of strangers in the name of Jesus, that the Lord would lead us. And so I pray that this day you would embrace the word of God as he leads you in the way that you should go. And trust me, as the word of God is a lamp, you would not dash your foot against the stone because he's showing you the way to go, the steps to take, who to meet. And for that reason, you will not walk in error in the name of Jesus. Let's just bow our heads even as we pray. Remember, the condition for being led is to be in the spirit. To be in the spirit is to acknowledge Jesus as the Lord and personal savior. For by so doing, then he gives us the gift of the Holy Spirit the gift of his of his spirit in us to direct us every step of the way and so for that reason if you have not made jesus the lord of your life this is that time for you to do so and so if that's your prayer this morning why don't you say with me and say lord jesus i acknowledge that you died on the cross of calvary for me and on the third day you rose again i submit myself to you O god and i acknowledge you as my lord and my savior lead me O god and let your name be glorified. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. If you have said that prayer, I want to say congratulations. And that may the Holy Spirit direct each and every one that is hearing me this morning. That you will not walk in error in the name of Jesus. God bless you and enjoy the rest of the service. Amen.